What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another Point Forward podcast. Of course, you got me one half of the Point Forward podcast, Lee, and my co host. Of course, me, the other half of the Point Forward podcast, Casey. As you and can tell, kind of, you kind of cut me off right there. So Yeah, I did. Uh, we're not a cohesive unit. Uh, we actually hate each other. Yes, that. It's like a secret thing. You all think we like each other because of the conversation, but we don't really. No, that's a joke, obviously, because I don't think you could do a podcast like this if you didn't like the other person. That'd probably be tough. It'd be <laughs> it like Skip and Shannon doing a podcast every week together. No, just it would. So, well, I mean, people like Stephen A. I'm. I, well, I mean, they debate. Their, their debates seem pretty intense sometimes, but I'm not. Stephen sure. A. and Max. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure if they hate each other at all. Yeah, I don't know either. But um it's nice that we went off onto that and uh we kind of pride ourselves on being straightforward and to the point and that was not straightforward or to the point. Not straightforward or to the point and in our defense of, we weren't really talking about anything yet. So we weren't. We're, we're gonna use that as an excuse. But anyway, so, it's always great to have you guys here for another episode. We are on episode number 10. How about that? We are. And uh, I don't know if you could call this so much of a like an anniversary thing. It's not. It's episode 10. Um, I would I would I wish that people celebrated at episode 10. Uh, I don't know why I would wish that that'd be a terrible wish and it'd be a waste of a wish. Okay. Such a waste, but um. So, what do what do we got here today, Casey? We got we got a couple things that happened this week. Nothing too major. Uh, I don't think it happened this week. I think it happened last week. But Isaiah Thomas returned to the NBA court. Yeah, playing for the Denver Nuggets, a team that is definitely a playoff contending team, and will probably be one of the top five seeds for sure, uh, if not top three. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he affects the team. Will he make them much better? Will he really have no effect at all? Or I couldn't, I wouldn't imagine he'd make them worse, but, you know, that's always a possibility too, I guess. But uh, for me, I would guess it's somewhere in the middle of the road up to where he might have a little bit of an effect. He's going to be good uh, help for their bench probably, uh, just to have another – Pretty good player coming off the bench, but for the most part, I don't know how much of a difference it's going to make. I think the team is pretty good already. Uh, they're a team that works really well as a whole team. There's not really like, obviously, Jokic is the main player that you think of when you think Nuggets as like their best player, but kind of like everybody on that team is just like a joint effort of just an example of a team playing very well together and having great success doing it. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think they'll probably stay around the same as what they are now. I don't think he makes a huge difference. Uh, obviously, if he came out and was balling like he did before uh, on the Celtics, then he would make a big difference and probably make them quite a bit better even. But I don't really see that happening. So I would say that about the same, maybe a little bit better on the bench side, but that's about it. I don't know. What do you think? I think, um, you know, the other day I saw an interview with him saying that He's feeling way better and that he's not hurting anymore. So with that said, you know, I we 
I don't think any of us can really tell what his limitations are right now because it's not like, uh, you know, Westbrook getting hurt and having his surgeries, or was it just one? I don't think he had. Did he have more than one? I can't remember. Yeah, um, I know he had one for sure. And I remember at the start of the season, or even now, really, he hasn't uh, been uh, as, uh, I want to say high energy, but he's definitely not dunking as much. Have you, have you seen, have you picked up on that? Yeah, I do. I, I, I do see that. And he's actually had uh, a few more games this year to where he's probably, he's scored a few less points. And that's not saying like, by any means, I'm not saying he's went down at all this year. He's still been phenomenal this year, putting up a bunch of triple doubles. Him and Paul George have been playing off each other super well, and uh, probably one of the best, if not the best, duo right now this season playing. But uh, yeah, I would agree. A little bit less aggressive now. I don't know how much that has to do with either the surgery or the fact that Paul George is playing an MVP caliber season. And things are kind of resting on his shoulders more so than Russ's at the moment. And, and that may or be a combination the, of both. That you know that may be, may be the case. But I was uh, w- with using that example. Um, you know, I, you can't really apply that to Isaiah because it's not he doesn't he's not jumping all over the place. He's more so of a shot creator, and you right. know. Completely different from what Westbrook is. I mean, they're both from phenomenal. I can't say from. I can't say. Uh, ph- I'm not going to say the word anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Good players. Uh, obviously, Westbrook is definitely on a different level than what Thomas would be. Uh, but yeah, you're you're right. I get what you're saying. Like they're uh, both phenomenal. Very two different. I'm trying, two very I'm different. Yeah, there you go. Phenomenal. Just like I was I can't believe I couldn't get the word. I always there's always something. There's always always something something that I mess up. Never forget California. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anybody that doesn't know, go check out episode one. Uh anyway, but like I was saying, like they both are good scorers and stuff, but they both have two very different styles of playing. Isaiah Thomas is more of a shooter uh than Westbrook is and stuff. And the thing is uh, Isaiah Thomas's injury like, and stuff. Injuries for shooters can be a little bit more tragic sometimes uh, for their playing style because many times what happens with an injury for a shooter is that they have to kind of relearn their shot form again. Uh, and depending on how the injury was, if the injury caused them not to be able to play for a while, they could they could run the risk of having to basically relearn their shot form again, and sometimes when that happens, you just you it doesn't come back the same as what it used to be. Mm. If that makes any sense, I'd... it does make sense. But with, with, with that said, that has not been the case for it, and right, he's still in his groove. He's still got his shot. Um, so I think it's more so. It's more so just a minutes thing right now. I think if they gave him like, I mean, of course they're not. He just came back. I I don't think he's. I don't know if he's on a minutes restriction or not. But um, do you think he's gonna come back a hundred percent like he was in Boston? I think that if he had 
the platform to do so, then he can. And I think right now it's having a platform and it's also having the confidence because I don't know if the IT from uh, his Celtics run is the same IT right now. I'm not even sure that the IT, that IT, I'm not even sure that version of Isaiah Thomas was in Cleveland. I mean, he it definitely he definitely wasn't that version of himself. Yeah, because you know, of course, he got he ended up getting traded. Uh, so was not very good in Cleveland at all. Yeah, no nah. struggled there. And um, who who really? And knows? I mean, and like you said, what is it necessarily the fact of like he struggled as in he wasn't able to get his stuff together, or was it more he just wasn't fitting in? Uh to that role that the team needed him to do. And that happens frequently with players that switch to teams. They either get a lot better because they fit in perfectly, or sometimes they might look like they're getting worse because they don't fit in quite as well. Uh, Their play style doesn't quite fit into the coaching style or something like that. It's not to make excuses necessarily for players that struggle on other teams. It's just like that is something you got to keep in mind because a lot of times – guys will go to another team like Isaiah Thomas going to Cleveland and maybe struggle a little bit, uh, not do quite as good as they did on their former team. And people right away get on them, but going like, Oh, this guy stinks now. He's not good anymore. Well, most of the time, I don't think it's the case. Most of the time, I think it has a lot to do with fitting into the team. And Isaiah Thomas wasn't, he wasn't horrible on the Cavs. He's just not what they expected. Well, that's you're right. But the other thing that I feel like there was a lot with Isaiah Thomas was that they were playing him more as like a shooting guard almost type of thing. Like because LeBron is a very big ball handler. He he likes to have the ball. He likes to go down the court with the ball as well and stuff. And like you look at Isaiah Thomas with Boston and he got more opportunities to do that kind of stuff at Boston. He was the guy to take the ball down. He was more of a point guard like what he wants to be. Uh, but when he was playing with LeBron, that wasn't as much the case. So I feel like that might have had something to do with it. Uh, maybe he's not as good as playing that role. I don't know. I was, I was, you know, uh, I think that what they were trying to do, I think they were trying to make him a, a catch and shoot guy. Um, yeah. And I don't more like a shooting guard that just shoots like. Which is what happens to a lot of LeBron-led teams. Kind of like what they were doing with Kyle, that or what everyone does with Kyle, Corver, yeah. is mm-hmm. you know you stay right there, Kyle. We'll set you the screens, we'll get you the ball, and you shoot it. You well, shoot I mean, it. it look at it. Kevin Love, kind of became that type of dude too. I mean, Kevin Love still could go inside and stuff because he was still a good rebounder and stuff. But I mean, like for the most part, he was taking his three-point shots, staying out outside the three-point line, taking the shots. Uh, and that happens to a lot of LeBron-led teams because LeBron's kind of your guy to get in there and muscle his way in for that dunk or for that sweet layup. Uh, he's going to score a lot of in-the-point play. Uh, in the point. Sorry. We're both. In the paint points. <laughs> My bad. In the point. Pa- in the paint points. Wow, I can't. <laughs> That was a really bad play on words. That was my fault for constructing that sentence like that. 
everyone listening right now, for some reason, me and me and Casey just cannot talk to. Them. Yeah, so, apparently. But yeah, like that's that's LeBron's role on all his teams. He's scoring a lot of points in the paint. So if he's got guys that he can kick it out to when he gets double covered down there or triple covered even sometimes down there, if he can kick it out to a guy that's wide open from three, he needs those guys to take that shot. And, in fact, we're going to talk about that here later with the Lakers. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Is That, that is something that we're going to be touching on later when we, uh, <clears throat> we talk about the Lakers situation. But uh, So, yeah, I think, I think there's a little bit of that. I think they tried to turn Isaiah Thomas more into one of those guys where Isaiah Thomas didn't really have a role like that in Boston. He was more – a big, he had a bigger role in Boston, and I feel like Isaiah Thomas is the type of player that wants a bigger role. And I don't know if he's quite expecting to get a bigger role in Denver. I don't think he should be, because at least for the immediate future, he's not going to have a bigger role. It's going to be a very limited role. Uh, but at this point, I think he's glad to have a team that's going to give him a chance to possibly get back to his old self. And if he did, Man, that'd be phenomenal for him, and it'd be great for the Nuggets to have yeah. a guy like that on the team. Well, I think he, I think if he does that right now, the the Nuggets are they're giving him once again using the word platform. They're giving him the platform to uh, prove himself once again. Right, uh, and if he can successfully do that, I do not think that he will stay with the Nuggets. I don't. I think okay. I, I think he'll go to a team where he can once again be the dominant player that mm-hmm. he was. And as far as like any conflict with him and LeBron, to put it simply, that's what it was: is that they're both ball dominant guys. And yeah. I don't think it it wasn't that they couldn't coexist. I just you know, it just didn't happen. It just didn't what, happen. which is fair. I mean. Isaiah Thomas is a point guard, and a lot of point guards, that is their role on the team. They're they're very uh, – they're the ball handlers. They're the guys that get it up to court. And LeBron has almost like a semi-point guard mentality sometimes and to where things run through him. And they should because he's the all-star of that team. And uh, I think Isaiah Thomas likes things to run through him, and that's just kind of where those two styles of play didn't mesh well together because – I mean, it was the same thing that they were saying about Harden and CP3. People were saying they didn't think that those two would be able to play together because they both had a very ball-possessive type of playing mentality, and they made it work. So it's not that you can't make it work, just sometimes it doesn't. And Isaiah Thomas and LeBron James, it just didn't work out for them, unfortunately. Uh, With that being said, I don't think we'll ever see Isaiah Thomas go back to 100% what he was with Boston because he was very good that year, MVP caliber year. Uh, but I, I do think he does have a chance to very much improve himself from where he was last year. Uh, and I would like to see that. I, I mean, he's a, he's a good guy, a uh, really cool guy that's been through a lot, and it'd be cool to see him bounce back. Uh, I think he can be a big asset for the Nuggets if he were to bounce back and be good. But much beyond that, I don't really see a whole lot. But, I mean, that's basically all up for speculation. But at this point, we don't know what's going to happen. So. For sure. You know, it's so early on and for, for him to come back. It's just – it's exciting to know that he is in a – he's in a top Western Conference team, and that's awesome. You know, I never really thought mm-hmm. about that, but he is. You know, and uh, 
I was also I thought about this the other day too, where it's like it's it's um it's I mean they're past the trade deadline, so it's not like he's gonna get traded. He could get waived, I hope not, but um, you know, he's not gonna get traded, so thank God about that. Because I'd, I'd hate for that to happen again to him. Um, I'm o- I'm almost sure that he would hate that too. Um, oh, he definitely would. But um, uh, there's so much more stuff that you could say about that. Like you said, it's it's all speculation. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, I I hope everything goes well from. I'm rooting for it for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's always good to see a player bounce back, and it'd be cool to see him bounce back. Yeah. Uh, um, talking about IT, we, that kind of relates into our next subject as well, uh, considering he was on the Celtics. And the other player from that trade, Kyrie Irving, uh, just said, I believe it was yesterday, after a tough loss to the Bulls, they lost by 10. I think it was 126 to 116, something like that. Uh, Kyrie basically stated that it's not wavering his confidence at all, that loss, and he still thinks – he still says that he pretty much believes that there isn't a team out there that he thinks can beat them in a seven-game series. Uh, thoughts on that? Uh, do you know the only team that they – that well, I don't think they lost on uh, home court last year in the playoffs except to the Cavs, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. So that, that has to mean something to you. I mean – they haven't seemed like the the Celtics that they were last year, but we haven't seen them in the playoffs yet. We have yet to see that. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Soon. I mean, just remember that that team changed when they were in the playoffs last year, too. Like, they were good in the regular season. They were on a different level in the playoffs. Like, they, they came to play in the playoffs. And we all know Kyrie is one of the most clutch players in the NBA at the moment, at least in my opinion. I don't know if everyone shares that opinion, but I think it's a very common – uh, opinion that a lot of people believe that Kyrie's up there is one of the most clutch players in the NBA at this moment. Uh, if anybody knows how to get in a playoff mode and come in clutch for its team, it's Kyrie Irving. So with that being said, between those young guys that performed so well in the playoffs last season, to add their fearless leader and incredibly clutch, clutch player in this league, to this season's playoff, I honestly I somewhat side with Kyrie on this one. As in, if they're playing at their be- very best, I I kind of agree. I don't know if I see any team, at least in the Eastern Conference, beating them in a seven-game series when they're playing at their best. And I think that they could put up a fight against one of the best Western teams as well in the finals. Most likely, we're talking Golden State, but. Who knows? It's basketball. Anything could happen. But, uh, yeah, I kind of side with him. I, I think Kyrie has very much similar to the Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality of, like, he doesn't think, like, he doesn't, his mind doesn't process failure, like Kobe said. Like, it just doesn't, he doesn't, he sees the future and he sees confidence. Like, he, he's just a very confident player and he knows what he's about. He knows better than anyone else that he's one of the most clutch players in the NBA. And he knows that his supporting cast around him, that team, is very good. So, And he has full confidence in that team, which is a good thing to have. And I think he should have it because they're a phenomenal team. They, uh, I mean, yeah, the Celtics are, they're a great, 
they they are a great team you know they're just so they work so well with each other man it's just it's mm-hmm. ridiculous to think how young i mean this is their second year with each other but it's still they're a young team yep and <clears throat> it's made up of a bunch of like third year you got a couple of veterans and like marcus smart uh marcus morris and then you got al horford but for the most part it's young guys that haven't been in the league for a, a, a huge amount of time. Um, mm-hmm. it's crazy to think how good they are, but you're gonna say you're gonna say something. Oh, uh, go ahead, keep going. I got I got something, but I'll say it after. Go ahead. All right. Um, I don't, I don't know if I share the same feelings when you say that you don't think that um anyone could beat them because I think Milwaukee. Well, okay, okay. Let me. Well, I don't. I don't necessarily say nobody can beat them, but I'm. I'm saying like I can see why Kyrie would say he doesn't feel like anybody's going to beat them in a seven-game series, at their best. I think. I think that man. I don't know. I've seen Milwaukee in action. I've seen, and I've never been too big on Toronto. But there's, they're a different team now. Um, yep. And You're so. Right. You're right. Milwaukee, both those teams have had a big history of not showing up in the playoffs. Yeah, so that's, but that's where you're right. They're both different teams. They both look very good this season. I'm just saying I got to see them in the playoffs. I feel like Boston, and that's where Kyrie comes with the conf- confidence of, hey, I've seen these guys play in the playoffs, and I wasn't even on the team, and I've seen how good these guys performed. I have full confidence we can beat the other teams. Um. Is it a guarantee? Well, definitely not. You can't guarantee that. But and I see where he's coming from. I think I think that's what I was kind of I was getting that that uh I think that's what I was getting from you. I thought you were saying that it's a guarantee, but um Yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't say that. But with that cleared up, uh yeah, man, I just the top three guys in the East right now, which I don't is I the Celtics aren't in the top three. I think they're like in the top five. Uh, in playoff playoff standings, yeah. Um, who is who is in the third spot? The Pacers, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought so. Uh, that's surprising. I don't know how they're doing that without Vic, man. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I think it's only for a season, though. I I would not be surprised if they do lose that third spot eventually. I I I actually would be more surprised if they kept it through the rest of the season. But yeah, who knows that. That Pacers team is still pretty good. They're very similar to, like, the Nuggets. They have a lot of players that play their role well, and they play well as a team. So even without Vic, like, the team is still good. Obviously, they're not near as good as they are with Vic because he's their leader. He is their uh, best player for sure. But, uh, like I said, they they are one of those teams that's kind of like a well-rounded, all-the-way-around team. They play very well together. Uh so still a good team, and they'll obviously most likely still make the playoffs. I don't think they'll get very far without Vic, but yeah. But like you said, basically the the what you were getting at there is obviously that the three biggest teams in the East are considered to be the Raptors, the Bucks, and the Celtics. Right. Uh, and so for Kyrie to say that is he's basically saying that he has confidence that they can beat those two teams. Uh in a seven-game series. 
going to be heck. It's going to be one heck of a series, though. I'll tell it you that. Much. But- oh, for sure. I'm looking so. I'm so looking forward to the Eastern Conference playoffs. They're they're going to be fun to watch this year. Uh, the big yeah. thing I was going to say about the Celtics, I just wanted to quick say it before we switch topics here in a sec. I'm guessing we are, but uh, they are as well a very good defensive team. And when they're on defensively, it's tough for pl- it's tough for teams to score against them. And I feel like that's a lot where they get their confidence as well, is that they feel like if they can shut down the other team and it's more up to them to score the points, then that's where they have the confidence of winning. Mm. Especially when you got that market. Marcus Smart, man. Oh, my gosh. Super good. Yeah. Warford's a really good defender as well. Uh, I mean, they just, yeah. The defense for that team is very good. They have one of the better defenses in the league. They did last year, and they still do this year, too, so. Oh, man. I mean, okay, so I guess we can kind of get into the whole thing with the Lakers right now. Yeah, we were kind of talking playoffs, and that kind of meshes in there. Yeah. That's kind of been the recent talk uh, lately. In fact, that's been the biggest thing that I've been hearing about this uh, week was obviously LeBron coming out to the media and saying, hey, I'm coming into – my playoff mode early this year because we obviously are on the outside right now. Right. Uh, they're in the 10th spot, which is definitely very foreign to LeBron to be out of playoff contention at the moment. And I believe he's just now kicking in the overdrive for, Hey, we got to get start getting serious about this. Otherwise we're really realistically going to be looking at not making it. It's scary to think that he's saying, or at, at least what I've heard his statement was that he's going into playoff mode, right? So, yeah. with that said, they they lost to a, a Pelicans team without Anthony Davis. And it's not like I, – I'm not sure how – did they get completely blown out? I didn't watch the game. And I, yeah, I really, they did. They did. They, they, it was pretty high score. I can't remember exactly what the score was, but it was – in fact, I'll, I'll check it right now. But yeah, it was. I remember they they got it handed to him. And that that's man, that that's scary. I, it's one game. I mean, I'm kind of exaggerating here, but in my opinion, I I do believe that it, it it's scary. And we're just gonna have to see what happens in the second game. Uh, one twenty-eight to one fifteen. Well, they did play. They played last uh, Thursday night too. They played against the Rockets, and they did win. Uh, granted, Harden was fouled out towards the end, so that definitely did help them in winning. Uh, but, yeah, that Pelicans game, they lost 128-15, to so they, they lost by 13. So I guess not a blowout, but uh, definitely not. Like, they weren't close. It wasn't like a close game. They, they got beat pretty good. Right. They barely beat the Rockets, but you could very well say that a big help for them beating the Rockets was the Lakers getting uh, – uh, sorry, not the Lakers, the uh, uh, Harden getting fouled out for the Rockets. Um, man, I just uh, – is okay, I, I, was, I was talking to you about this before we started recording today, mm-hmm. and – I was uh, I was I was telling you how uh, I was watching something and they were talking about how LeBron's always had these great shooters and that's you know kind of almost going off of what you were saying is that he's 
such a ball dominant guy. Really, all he needs is just somebody to when he can't he he can go into the basket as much as he can. He's just that strong. He's that big. Yep. But he's so versatile that he can kick it out to someone, get a clear and uh, very clean pass to somebody to where they will be in the open spot. And their one job is to make it. And mm-hmm. and always had like one or two guys on his team, maybe more than that, that can that, you know, there's a high chance of them making that shot. So with that, with this Lakers team, you got to but I, I remember at the beginning of the season, them saying that they want to be a team that has. I, I think they wanted them to be versatile, but at the same time, be able to make shots. And now it's, that's just one of those things is that they, for some reason, cannot consistently make those catch and sh- uh, shoot shots. So well, the big problem is, is you get a lot of younger guys on that team that just they're going to struggle with efficiency. I mean, that's a very common thing for younger players to struggle with is that efficiency that comes with more years of experience, honestly, and uh, years of experience of knowing when to take the right shots and stuff like that. That's something that uh, I feel like LeBron is playing with now more than ever is a lot of these younger guys that he can't necessarily 100% trust that they're going to make the right decision all the time. Uh, Obviously, it would be unfair of him to blame them too much for that because that's part of what comes with playing at, you know, after playing for a long time. But uh, with that being said, that I think that's the big difference between this team for him is really, I mean, he can be as good as he wants to be, but no matter what, no matter how good you are, it's the same thing with Jordan. Jordan needed his teammates as well. He couldn't win the games by himself. Kobe even couldn't win the games by himself, even though some games it pretty much seemed like he was, it, you know, you got to have at least a couple good players there with you. And if LeBron can't count on his guys to at least just make the shots that he needs them to make, they're going to have a hard time winning because he can drop 50 points if he wants to. He did it in the Cavs in the playoffs last year. I mean, he could drop 50 points if he wants to. If nobody else around him is able to score, it's going to be tough to win. Right. Right now, they're in 10th place, three games behind the Clippers, who are in 8th. Now, the good news is is that the Clippers were trading and selling at the trade deadline, so you would imagine they'd be losing games at some point here. But the Kings are ahead of you as well, and that team is pretty good. They're two games ahead of them. Uh, You know, I I don't know. It's definitely not... It's definitely not a typical LeBron James year where making the playoffs is just a second thought. You you know he's going to make the playoffs. This year, it's it's going to be a battle for him, and they're going to have to play very good for these last these last games. Going to be it's going to be so tough. And I was just I was thinking of something. It's I I kind of find it. I don't know if humorous would be the word. I I mean I do. I think it's it's funny and it's ironic that. Um, the last couple of years, when we talk about the Cavs, we talk about them being the oldest team, right? Like they got so many veterans on that team, so many yep. old guys. And now we're talking about LeBron just having too many young guys. So it's just ironic. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> that is. Uh, and I mean, a lot of people felt like that was one of the reasons he chose to go to LA was because of the younger talent that was there. And he was kind of hoping he could be playing a part in possibly nurturing some of these guys to end up being champions. But 
don't know. At the same time, you got to imagine he had to have at least had in the back of his mind that there would be a risk that something like this would happen this season. Yeah. Their, their upcoming schedule, their next four games is Grizzlies, Pelicans again, Bucks, Suns. I think it'd be safe to say that the expectation is that they should be able to go three and one through there. You would want you would want to go three and one over those next four games. You want to beat the Grizzlies. You want to get revenge and beat the Pelicans. You can afford to lose that one to the Bucks because the Bucks are a very good team. And, and then, then the Suns, you should definitely beat. Yeah. Um, so if you can go three and one in those games, and then the fifth game is against the Clippers, beat them. Go four and one in those five games, including beating one of the big teams that are in the way of you making the playoffs. You could start looking really good, but you drop a couple of those and you're not looking very good. Right. Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be really tough. Uh, we're just. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be it, very interesting to see LeBron for one of the few times in his career have to struggle and battle to make the playoffs. Well. Yeah, to me, he's had to he's had to struggle for well, he definitely had to struggle last year. But as yeah, to make the playoffs, it's I don't know if it's going to be so much as fun. I feel like it's I feel like it's sad in a sense. I guess but. not fun for him or his fans, but but for like just strictly NBA fans to see that style, like to see him now have to go into playoff mode early and say, okay, I'm gonna really uh i'm gonna really kick it in and start focusing on getting this team to the playoffs i'm more saying it'll be fun to watch to see if he can get it done yeah yeah i'm you know i'm not i'm not even so much of a of a of a lebron fan i i do enjoy him i do enjoy watch i don't hate him whatsoever but i'm not like a big lebron fan um Mm. But I would I would love to see him in the playoffs, but I don't know if making the playoffs this year would be so so beneficial. I feel like at this point it's more of just like they make the playoffs and then it's like you know going into it's just I don't know, man. It's just a lot. It's you're going into playoff mode and then you're more than likely to be put out first round. It's like what are you really doing it all for? It's just like it sounds like it sounds like wasted work to me, you know. But um but with that said, do you have any more thoughts uh, about that? Not really. I mean, that's where I say I think I think the biggest thing that I'll end it on here is saying that I do think that they're going to slip in. Uh, I think it's LeBron. He's still as much as I've never been a fan of his, and a lot of people have called me a hater and considered me one of his haters. I wouldn't consider myself a hater. I've just been critical in the past. Uh, as much as I've said things like that and people call me hater, hater, whatever, I still do think he's one of the best players to ever play. And so I think he's a phenomenal player and he's still the best player playing right now in the league. I think if he can really truly get in the mindset of, Hey, we're going to make this team make the playoffs. We're going to propel our way in. I do think they'll make it. So I think they'll slip in. I, I don't know how it's going to go for him from there because that Western Conference is strong this year, and as usual. So, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of where I stand at that. I think I think they'll make it, but from after that, who knows? 
Yeah. I don't know if you agree with that or what, but yeah. I don't I know I don't know what to expect from the Lakers, man. You know, I don't I don't follow them too much. I've seen a couple games here and there throughout this year. Um but I don't know. You know, if they don't make it Right, yeah. That I, I'm I'm my favorite team is in the Western Conference. So if they don't make it, it's kinda like it's it's like whatever. But um you know. Yeah, I I agree. They uh yeah. That that's my thought. I think they'll make it, but it's very much very much question mark once they do make it. Yeah. But uh Man, I, th- there was a couple things that I still wanted to go over on, but we're we're running we're running out of time. We're just we're pretty much right here at the at the ending mark. Um, this is this is we've talked about a lot, and of course we always have so much more to say, but we we can't you know we can't get it out. We're trying to keep this as short as we can. This is still fairly long too. <laughs> yeah, um, we we could keep you guys here for hours if you wanted. So. For maybe at, maybe least, someday if we ever got big, we'd have to offer like an extended one. <laughs> put some payments on it or something like that. Yeah, like um, pay ten bucks a month to get the extended one. Just kidding. Uh, maybe. Well, Who knows? You never know. But yeah, we, yeah. I we've been just trying to make it shorter for you guys so that you don't have to be scared by oh my gosh, fifty minutes. I don't know if I have enough time to listen to that. <laughs> I was just we can't we can't. Just we can't put up with these guys for 50 minutes. We barely can do it for 30. Um, <laughs> but uh, by the way, we we share those thoughts, or at least I do. I uh, no. I could barely stand myself. But yeah, same. <laughs> um, it's been fun, man. And we uh, I just can't get over. The, we always have more to talk about, so uh, we're just gonna have to get it get to it next time. Um. We touched on some pretty big points, especially the Lakers thing. But yeah. it's been fun, man. Uh, of course, you can find us at uh, – on Instagram, you can find us at Point Forward Podcast. Uh, everything's lowercase. Um, where can they find you on Twitter, Casey? And, of course, you can find me at KCPF Podcast. Point Forward Podcast was going to be too long, so I did PF. <laughs> uh at KCPF Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DScribs. Uh, Scribs is going to end with two Zs. Uh, so, yeah, guys, just if you got anything to say, if you got anything to add, hit us up. Let us know. Add us. Uh, not add. At. You know, on Twitter, they they do that. too. <laughs> I, I don't know. They can't. They can't add us. They can. That's true. I guess they, they can follow us though, and they can add us to their uh, not favorite list. But if they have nothing else to do list, then I guess I'll listen to this podcast. I'm yeah. fine with the list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, as well, uh, Facebook isn't really one of our main platforms, but we do have a Facebook page, Point Four Podcast, as well. On there, you can find us there, and any of those outlets outlets you can message us on there let us know what you think about the podcast if you like it let us know let us know what you want to hear about too i mean we're we're more than open to hear suggestions yep 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 so all right guys it's been fun it's been talk it's been good talking basketball with you casey looking forward to doing it again next week and uh yeah guys see you next time